0: This is Pathfinder, a weekly moment dedicated to seeking Jesus and building deeper faith. My name is Derek Glover, and I'm a preacher serving the Church of Christ in Monroe, Wisconsin. I invite you to open your heart, mind, and Bible and study along today as we seek to know Jesus better through God's Word. Whether you've been a lifelong Christian or are simply curious, there's room for you here and room for us to grow together. There is a story in the New Testament. It's found in three of the four Gospels, and it's a troubling story sometimes. It's one that kind of bothers me, to be honest. We refer to this as the rich young ruler. In this interaction with Jesus, we see a young man who comes to him, and he says, and I'm reading from Matthew chapter 19, beginning in verse 16. He says, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one. Who is good? But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. And then the man said to him, "Which ones?" Now that's an interesting question, isn't it? Do we think like that? I know we do when we're young. I mean, I know that's true with my children. They come to me and they 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 say, "Okay, you know." And I tell them, "I need you to do something. I need you to do this job or that job or this chore or that chore." And they want me to get really specific. Well, which you know, I'll tell the kids. I've got my older kids. That one of their chores is unloading the dishwasher. Uh, And, and, you know, they might argue over who's going to do the top rack and who's going to do the bottom rack, right? Or who's going to hand wash what's in the sink? They argue and they want specifics because they want to know what's the minimum they can do to check this off their list. And this is the same with the rich young ruler. He says, yeah, okay, but which one? See, I need to know the specifics here. And Jesus said, you shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these things I've kept, I've been doing this, been doing all that. What am I still lacking? Now let's, let's parse here for a moment what this young man is asking. Is he asking Jesus for advice or for teaching or for wisdom about being pleasing to God? No, he's not. Is he asking Jesus for some sort of insight or wisdom into how to live a righteous life? No. What he's asking for is a secret passage. What he's asking for is the secret code. What he's asking for is the recipe to salvation. And we know that he is a person of means and of wealth. The text tells us that. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. So he's used to just being able to get whatever he wants. If he needs something, he goes and buys it. He doesn't have to think about it. So life for him is very transactional. Life for the rich young ruler is very much about giving something and getting something. It's a transactional thing. So let's look further and see what what Jesus says to him. He says, I've done all this. What am I still lacking? Oh boy, Jesus had him here. He said, if you wish to be complete... And by the way, the Greek word for complete also means perfect. So in some translations, it might see you might say perfect. doesn't mean literally perfect, but I mean, if you want to be complete, if you want to get it all, here's what Jesus says. Go and sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Jesus goes on there to talk about things we've heard before, how it's harder for the, uh, a rich man to get into heaven, than it isn't a camel to go through the eye of a needle and, and figurative things like that. But the point here really is not so much about wealth and it being inherently bad. I think wealth makes life more difficult uh, in some ways when it comes to our spirituality. I think when we're involved in a faith that by its very nature is, for, is designed for us to confess that we have no hope but Jesus, if you have a lot of material things, it makes that confession much harder because as the rich young ruler could buy anything he wanted, could fix any problem, could make a trade or a transaction to get what he needed, so we, when we have great means, are able to work through harder times in life and rely on something else besides God you know, and when life is easy, it's really hard to see God. Now, that's not to say that people who are wealthy don't do amazing things with their wealth and don't have great relationships with God. There will be rich people in heaven. That's not the point. The point is that is one of many, many things that causes us to be distracted from God. This young man was wanting he was wanting to get the insider deal. He was wanting to get the inside track to heaven. And what Jesus told him, because Jesus is wise and he knows and he's perceptive and he's, he's God, he knew what this guy's one thing was. The one thing he loved more than anything in the world. And that's what he went for. That's what he asked for. He said, when you give that up and follow me, then, then you will have a complete life. And the man couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. How often are we like that man? Don't look down on him. Whether it is wealth, whether it is money and greed and desire for material things, maybe you struggle with that. Maybe you do. And and just understand, if you do... That, simp- that simply means that you will have a hard time humbling yourself and letting go and accepting God and Jesus as the only way to save you and change your life. That's what this rich young man had trouble with. That's going to be the battle with money. But it could be anything. It could be your addiction. It could be your temper. It could be your pride. It could be your relationship with people in your family or relationships at work. It could be anything that you hold. It could be your doctrine. It could be your church. Think about that. What's this guy asking for? Lord, what is the one thing I need to do? Exactly what do I need to do and how do I need to do it in order to get to heaven? Do we not ask that? Do we not seek that? We talk about our worship service and what we're teaching and what the doctrine is, and we're trying to just get it right, aren't we? And we look at the other churches that don't believe the same thing as us, and we say, well, they've got it wrong. We're going to get it right. We try to make transactional deals with Jesus all the time. If we worship the right way and we believe the right way and we teach the right way, then we're in, right? That's what we think. And yet Jesus repeatedly says, you're not in until you let go of the one thing that's holding you back. For this rich young man, it was money. For us, it could be our church doctrines, it could be um, our fighting, it could be any number of things, but the bottom line is you've got to let go of everything to accept Jesus Christ. Whatever it is holding you back, you got to let go of that. You've got to set that aside. You've got to be willing to take a different path through Christ himself, through the Son of God. He is the only way, and it is not a transactional path. It is not do this and you get this. It is put your whole faith and trust in him and you shall inherit eternal life. That's all the time we have this week for Pathfinder. I hope you have found it to be an enjoyable and uplifting experience. Maybe something that's caused you to think about some things you hadn't before and maybe give you reason to open your Bible and get into the Word a little deeper. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me through the Monroe Church of Christ website, monroechurchofchrist.org. You'll find contact information there as well as previous episodes of Pathfinder that you can listen to at your convenience. If you're in the Monroe area, we certainly hope you would come and get to know us in person. You can find our meeting times and location on that website uh, also, and we hope we get to meet you in the future. Until next time, I'm Derek Glover. May the Lord bless you and keep you, may he make his face to shine upon you, and may he give you peace.